Hello, and welcome to Farscape Friday. I'm Kay here with my co-host, Taz. Hello. Today we're going to be discussing a couple of points that came up. We sent out a few questions over the past few episodes, and we got some really interesting responses. The first one was in relationship to Jeremiah Crichton, which still doesn't seem like it's anybody's favorite episode, but somebody brought up an interesting point that neither Taz nor I had considered. So I'm going to read the email, and then we're going to discuss it pretty briefly. Kantaz enjoyed the talk on Jeremiah Crichton, wanted to offer some thoughts on something you touched on, namely, why did John blow up during the opening minutes? As a precursor comment, I think it's important to realize that in production order, the episode immediately preceding Jeremiah was the flax. That's important because you have to wonder why the smoky looks between John and Aaron at the end of the flax weren't built on or explained away in the following episode. I suspect something did happen, but it occurred between these two episodes. The writers probably felt that the audience could figure out things on their own without telling them, but they did not count on the horribleness of the main episode overpowering attention to that fundamental question. Evidence in Jeremiah? Well, first, John is crabby as all get out. He jumps on everyone in sight. He gives some fairly tangible complaints about Dargo, Rigel, and Zan. With Aaron, however, it's more general, no time for any stupid human anything. What have we seen that warrants this comment between the two? What could it even mean? And second, what would you have expected badass Aaron to do? How about shooting back with stop your whining and get your sorry ass back up there and help Dargo before Moya explodes? Instead, she looks hurt and walks away silently. That seems totally out of character, at least up until now. For that matter... So is her even asking him what the problem is. That's pretty touchy-feely for sub-officer soon. Seems to me that likely soon after the flax ended, John did indeed make a pass at Aaron. However, once the stress of immediate death had been removed, she scrambled to recover both her composure and self-esteem and so put him down, but with some feelings of guilt still present. John, understandably, was un- not a happy camper. I won't argue that this was the only reason for his temper tantrum, but I think it would have been a major contributor. This was from Stanley. Hi, Stanley. Thanks for sending us fan mail, Stanley, and keeping the discussion going. So what I like about this is it is it really gives Aaron and John more depth from their interactions. Like, this is a... I love this headcanon because it's it carries on the story when we are not seeing them on screen. And I just love headcanons that do that and make things fit together and make sense that way. As far as the writers coming up with that, I'm not so sure... I'm not so sure I would give them credit for it because the writing of the episode of Jeremiah Crichton is not the best, (laughs) shall we say. So I'm more inclined to take this as headcanon rather than as intent from the writers. I'll agree with you there. I think the writers definitely did intend for us to infer something, though, because it was kind of really left open. And they... They never really address again that John and Aaron almost had sex in a module. So I I think that I, I, I don't I'm not sure I agree that the writers were were thinking that far ahead, but I would agree that maybe they expected us to infer more than we could from the episode, that they kind of did intend us to infer that John actually was really struggling with some issues. And you know, you kind of brought up in the episode that John must have reasons, but his reason for snarking at Aaron isn't really out there. So maybe we are meant to kind of see it as like he didn't get any in the flax and now he's really upset because Aaron is, you know, (laughs) pushing him off to the side, I guess. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I could see that. And I have read, heard something, and I'm not sure if this is entirely true, but in an interview way back when, Ben Browder and Claudia Black, one of them said at one point that they, they like to play Aaron and John as if they were sleeping together the entire series or throughout all of season one. You know, they had, didn't have like an established relationship, but they were, you know, boning. So the way the actors play it can certainly be read in that spirit as well. So yeah, no, I like it as a headcanon. I think the idea of John and Aaron spending the entire first season sleeping together is actually really interesting because then we've talked a lot about how the John and Aaron thing, it's not really about will they, won't they? Because the will they is always like, yes, yes, they will. (laughs) But at the same time, it really is though. Uh, But um, I kind of like the idea of, of, something going on behind the scenes and you're right that I think this is what fanfic tends to address Mm -hmm. is those scenes in between scenes you know like what happened after the flax they almost had sex and then they went back to just being buddies (laughs) I mean I don't think so uh that was one interpretation of jeremiah Crichton. the next comment we got was regarding dirker returns and it was from jumping pedals over on tumblr shout out hey girl we love you this was her comment about dirker returns Despite many Farscape rewatches, I'm still not sure who I think it was that killed Solace. But I wanted to bring up a pretty interesting theory that Nicola from the Scaper Chronicles had. It was actually Zan who did it. She's very clearly disgusted when she says the Nabari practice mind control early in the episode. And while Durka and Chiana both have motive to kill Solace, so does Zan. To her, violating someone else's mind is one of the worst things you can do. She could have seen killing Solace as the right thing to do. And we know that she has a dark side that was reintroduced to the story very recently. Nicola from the Scaper Chronicles had more arguments, but I can't remember them right now, as it's been a long time since I listened to the episode. At the very least, it's a cool idea, and I thought you might find it interesting. So, Taz, what do you think? I think it is a really cool idea. I'm not sure I buy it. Because I think I really like the idea of of Chiana being somehow involved in Salas's death from a storytelling point of view, because because she was his prisoner, she was suffering at his hands, and now she's finally free. So I kind of like that the ambiguity surrounds Chiana about his death. But I do, I really do like the argument that Zan might have just gone, okay, this situation needs fixing, and then she goes and fixes it by offing Salas. So yeah, I think it is a cool idea. I think the idea of Zan killing Solace, actually, I really like it. I think that if it had been explicitly canon, it would have definitely made Zan a lot more interesting for me, mostly because this episode does occur pretty soon after Rhapsody in Blue. And I think in that episode and the subsequent episodes, we've kind of talked about Zan going a darker path. And early in the series, it really sets her up to be able to do harm, but unwilling to do harm. So I think that if the episode had been a little more explicit about it and maybe made it one of those things where Zan explicitly did kill Solace, but then she just kind of let Chiana take the fall for it. I mean, I I think that would have made Zan as a character more interesting, kind of more nutty. Do you know what I mean? I mean, not nutty. That's like, but like gritty. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really like that. Yeah, I think... If they had shown it on screen as Zan, that would have been really, really cool. 
it really would have dug into the depths of Zan's dark soul that we have just seen glimpses of. And I think it would also have been a really neat twist on her progression of her story arc throughout the season. Mm-hmm. But because we didn't see it on screen, I prefer to think of it as being Chiana. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting just because of where it is in Zan's storyline. Because it is, this episode happens so quickly after her issues with mind control at the hands of the Delvians. And where she almost did go crazy because of somebody else reaching into her mind without permission. And plus, I I really do think that Solace was not planning on letting anybody on Moya go. And Zan no. knew that. Yeah, Solace's plan was to take them all aboard the Nabari ship and uh, mind cleanse all of them. Yeah. At least that was my read on it. No, I mean, I think that's the correct read because, you know, when when Solace is like, well, you're going to give me Rigel, right? And Zan's like, no. And he's like, ha ha. Yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Solace. You're such an awesome villain for like a (laughs) one-off. He really was a good villain. You know, the soft-spoken villains are always the ones you got to watch out for. Yeah. So... I think that if it had been on screen, the the Zan killing Solace would have been fascinating for me. But because it was off screen, mm-hmm. I'm kind of going to go with, with, you know, the decision we kind of came to that it was probably Shiana or maybe Durka, or some combination of the two, or some combination of the two. But still, I like I really like the idea. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a really cool what if. Now someone needs to write the AU where that happened and the fallout of it, and it's not going to be me. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, because I'm also <laughs> watching Deep Space Nine right now, and there's this uh-huh. whole episode where um, we find out that one of the main characters murdered somebody in the past, and then she lied about it to one of her really good friends. And so he spent... So it's it's Odo and Kira, and so Kira mm-hmm. lied to Odo about killing this guy, and their their entire relationship was kind of built on this lie. And so when it comes out, it makes her a more interesting character, and because it's like the first Odo backstory we get, it makes him super fascinating. So I think I feel like what we needed was a later season Zan episode that that reframed the whole episode and maybe showed her killing Solace because that would that would just go back and like mind mess with everybody, like all the viewers. <laughs> and we'd be like, oh my gosh, Zan, you're so much cooler than I give you credit for. <laughs> Not that Zan isn't cool. Zan's one of my faves. But Yeah, no, she is. She is. All right. So that's all we've got for now. Thank you for the letters. We really, really enjoy hearing from you guys. And we also read your 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 Tumblr tags. So keep doing that, too. And uh, we will have our next episode for you on Friday. If you enjoy listening to us blather on about Farscape, please review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to write to us, we are at Farscape Friday podcast at Gmail at Dreamwith and at Tumblr. And at Twitter. <laughs> and at Twitter. Wait, we have a Twitter? <laughs> we have a Twitter. <laughs> no, we had a Twitter. Where did you start We that? have a Twitter. I started it a while ago, but nobody ever ta- nobody ever replies to me. So I just so I just it's a lonely little Twitter. If you're on Twitter, friend us. <laughs> we have a Twitter. Who knew? <laughs> uh, Alright. Alright. Bye everybody. Bye.